This is Kaplowitz Media, uh, Kaplowitz Radio, and uh, more precisely, this is the round panel, and uh, I am Kaplowitz Media. With me is Kevin from Stolen Throne Cigar Company. With me also is Ken from uh, Paper Tiger Coffee Company. And with me also is Michael Weinstein uh, from New Jersey. And uh, <laughs> Michael, uh, Michael Weinstein, how much snow? 30 inches. Wow. And that's the last yeah, time we're going to talk one. about that. Nope, that's the last time we're going to talk about it. That's all. Yeah, there, there <laughs> Mike, did that's you, it. Mike, did you, did you shovel a path? Nope, nope, nope. No, no, we're not talking about weather. The house to the No. Thank you, Mike. Nobody <laughs> wants to talk about weather. Kevin. You know who's not with us? Who's that? Phil Carruth. Comedy cigar. Oh, I forgot music. to introduce Phil Carruth. Yeah. And also here is Phil Carruth. How is everything going this week for you, Phil? Sorry, I forgot to bring you on. Oh, good. Thanks, Phil. I... I did, did anybody? Can anybody hear Phil? And I, I, I can see his mouth moving, but I can't not, hear. Him. Not well. Okay. Yeah. And anyway, so and you know what? I used that bit once. I planned on running the whole show with it. Didn't feel good. Not going to use it again. Phil can't make it this evening, and uh, we're going to soldier on anyway. And uh, you know what? Here we go against my better judgment, which is pretty much this entire the round panel show. <laughs> Kevin had an idea for what he wanted us <laughs> all to discuss that wasn't weather oriented or masturbatory, right, Kevin? Yes. Uh, sometimes masturbation and thirty inches of snow uh, need to take a backseat. When you have uh, now, now from Paper Tiger dirty. Coffee. Now, now everything yeah. sounds dirty. It uh, sounds it's, dull, boring, I mean, and dirty. I mean, but when you, when you have Ken Fletcher in the house, Paper Tiger Coffee roasting, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that just breaks up the conversations of, of snow and masturbation. Yeah, what else would you want to talk about? A <laughs> uh, yeah, cup of I mean, coffee geez. goes with everything. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Ken. But, but Ken, Ken, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, take, 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 Ken. Kevin. I'm, I'm going to ignore how, everything Ken, for a second. Tell, I'm going to, I'm going to be in my happy place. Don't tell let us, me bother you. Tell us how you, how you started, how you started with the, the coffee roasting and into the business and all that. Uh, drunken stupidity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's often the start of many things, <laughs> right? That's the title of Kevin's biography. That's chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm fading back out. You, you guys take it. No, for me, it was uh, it was just a fortuitous set of events. I was uh, looking for a little something to do on the side, take something of my own, grab the reins and make it work. And uh, this gig kind of showed itself and uh, I grabbed it by the reins and took over. It was a failing coffee company when I when I got it. Uh, I think they were doing about $75 a day in sales. Liter literally. Uh, it was... That'll keep the lights on. But it was yeah. not functioning as a business. Um, so, so, so I'm, I'm back. Sorry, I got bored being away. How did you turn it around Ken, to the point that you're day. that you're now making eighty dollars a day. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, I, I did the uh, full-on 
feet on the ground guerrilla marketing campaign. I grabbed a pot of hot coffee and some paper cups and walked around the neighborhood and shook hands and said, hi, I'm the new owner. Come on down and check this place out. We've taken it over. We've revamped everything. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we've doubled sales within the first week just doing that. 100, 160 bucks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> No, really. There was, so there was a, getting there. But, there but to ask, but to ask, uh, was there a, was there a point where you were like, this was a shitty idea? Well, there, there's been dozens of those over the last ten years. Are you oh. kidding me? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I, I I guess I qualify as self-employed with the Kaplowitz Media thing. Not a day goes by that everybody that does some type of self-employment, some type of entrepreneurialism, some type of whatever doesn't think they're barking up the wrong tree. Right. Like, am, am I right? I mean, Mike, yeah. Mike, you could probably attest to that or not. Or, Absolutely. You know. Yep. I, I think that, I think that applies with that. I, and I think that, I think you find that early on late, later on, you don't have such a quick judgment about how things are going. You try to take a longer, a longer look at things. Right, uh, but certainly early on in a business, it's uh, it's very easy to say, "Hey, this is this is the wrong thing for me. I'm out of here." I right. was uh, uh, I was 18 years old, and I had that moment. Uh, I was right outside of Baghdad, Iraq, and I looked at my best friend at the time, and I said, "This was really fucking stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Might have made a bad career choice. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I literally I looked at him, and I was like. What was I thinking? And he's like, me too. And then another time, I was in a porta potty, and we took incoming fire. And I said, uh, yeah, it could have been. <laughs> and I said, shitty. Uh, my biggest, my biggest fear the at that moment in my life, reference. it wasn't, it wasn't dying, and it wasn't whatever. It was, they're gonna tell my mom I died in a porta potty. <laughs> I was like 19, and I was like, all of this, everything I've done. Up to this point, <laughs> for, to get covered in blue juice in death. Yeah, that that's a rough one because I mean Elvis didn't overcome that. He didn't do the porta potty route, but he died on a toilet. But it was gracefully. Yeah, it was in Graceland. Graceful. It was not graceful. Yeah, I, I can't imagine how that ends gracefully. There'd have been so many so many horrible Smurf jokes coming out on that. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't recover from that. You don't recover. You don't. It, you're 19 years old. What have you done in your 19 years that could Nothing. offset dying in a porta potty? I spent I spent 11 Nothing. months in Iraq. That was it. My, that was it. And I was uh, I worked at a car dealership before that, so it wasn't anything fancy. But uh, then again, I felt like the guy, like knowing me, I was hoping if that guy had to make that notification, he would say, he died doing something he loved. <laughs> <laughs> Jerking off in the closet. That's right, jerking <laughs> off in a sweaty porta potty. Right next to a bunch of other people's shit. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. What are we talking about? Regrets or potential regrets yeah, or I mean, overcoming I just regrets feel like or battling through? Like, my question you know, to Ken, my, my question Ken on that one was, I'm sure you've had you know a multitude of those in the last ten years of Paper Tiger Coffee, where you were like, dude, this was a huge, this, like, what am I doing? I could make so much money doing something else so much easier. What kept you going through that, and what, you know, made you persevere? Are you just like, uh, you know, a little touched, or you know, <laughs> he's limited. You almost have to be to start your own business anymore. But no, it's we, we went in knowing my wife and I that uh, we were going to have to just fight hard for the first two years. Neither one of us went in with the delusions that we were going to just kill it right out of the gates. So the first two years, there were a lot of, uh, should we, should we not, but we guaranteed ourselves we were going to fight that hard for two years and make it work. So we did. So, you, far, said, so you set a time limit. Well, we, we did. We did set ourselves a time limit saying we've got to give it at least two years because we knew there was going to be that upload struggle. Or upload now, struggle. now what, ha what would have happened at the end of those two years if you were still struggling? Do you set another 
goal on time? We were still or struggling, you... but yeah, I mean, we, we, <laughs> we were still struggling. <laughs> we're still struggling. Yeah, I don't and, know what and, you're talking about. <laughs> after I stop recording, and while we're still all on this call together, Ken is going to hit us all up for money. Just so everybody is prepared. <laughs> I just got his GoFundMe in my email. Fast the hat around <laughs> He's got the cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it, it's like with any business, you're constantly reevaluating what your what your two year goals are, your five year goals are. You know, you're you're trying to look ahead and plot and plan and make sure that all your pieces are in position to keep moving forward. And that's really what's kept us able to be able to to still be here. Uh, I might have eight or nine irons in the fire, so to speak, of what I'm planning to do, and we get little curveballs that come out of nowhere. Uh, for instance, early on, we were working on all kinds of different ways to grow the business, and uh, out of nowhere, we had a the owner of a company called Espresso Elegance in Seattle just walked in the door. I didn't know him from Adam when he first walked in, and he ordered up a shot of espresso, which I made for him and was smiling, talking to him about it. And uh, truth be told, the first shot that I started to pull for him didn't come out right. And I looked at it and said, hold on, let me make you a proper one. This one didn't come out right. It's going to be really acidic. And he said, no problem. So I made him the shot. And then he turned around and goes, okay, well, now make me a, a traditional macchiato. Okay. Like, what is this, a damn test? Well, and that's exactly what it was. That is, and yeah. Third shot when he says, okay, make me a cortado, and he starts making all these different drinks. I'm like, nobody drinks that much espresso in five minutes. <laughs> Who are you? And he said, hey, my name's Terry uh, Patton. I own a company called Espresso Elegance. They're the largest espresso catering company by volume in the country. And uh, we wound up providing the lion's share of his coffee for about the last eight years. Wow. This oh. year, obviously not. Yeah, that's a rough thing. Not same being a catering company for large events with the lockdown. That's just not happening here in Washington. Right. So after almost 30 years in business is having to look at closing his doors right now because they aren't allowed to operate as they normally do. I, I was going to – actually, that was sort of a follow-on question was obviously you faced uh, some real challenges in, you know, last year, 2020. Um it, you know, I'm sure in February of 2020, you probably said, well, shit, like this is, this is going to be interesting. Um, and, and I think, how did, how did you adapt the business to survive through that? We, we did a few things. I mean, uh, early on, we kept being told it was going to be uh, two weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> and, uh, I remember that. Yeah, I right? remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I put a... Pure, pure by Right, uh, right, right, right. On the website saying we're going to do 15% off throughout this COVID lockdown just to try to give people the opportunity to order coffee from home and try to keep some business rolling in. Being a, a man of my word, that's still on my website almost a year later. <laughs> really? You're a better man than me. Yeah, taking L's a year later. Right, well, no, no. Mike, Mike, Mike remembers way, way back at the beginning of this. Mike, you remember Kaplowitz today? I'm going to be doing oh, yeah. a short. Yeah, I, I, I said to everybody. You started on I said, as a Facebook Live. Right, right, right. I said to everybody, I said, about 10 or 15 minutes every day, I'm going to be having a little something for you just until the lockdown is over. The Th thinking to myself. <laughs> would you, you make know, it like four, would you make it like four days? Easter? No, I made it like, what, like almost two a while. months? Yeah, I made it yeah. a couple of months. Three, and, at least a couple. And finally, I just stopped. Like I just stopped. You you made you made an announcement saying something about I've ran out of topics. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't even think I, I I think it's still on temporary hiatus. I'm not sure, Mike. Did I ever kill that thing? Is that going to come uh, back to haunt me? You never really kill anything. No, I don't. It just goes away. It's like right. it's like that Homer Simpson gif when he just backs into the into the bushes. Right, right, right. Comes out of something media. else. <laughs> Comes out of no. cigar, Craig. But, you know, I, I like the idea of talk, us talking about um, – Kevin, I'm sorry. You, you seem to think this is your program. Um, and I'm not saying it's not. And you're asking wonderful questions. But I, I kind of – I'm kind of interested. Go fuck myself. That's fine. Um, okay. I, uh, I'm kind of interested in the startup and how we got started with what we're doing. And, Kevin, it's a little – 
different for you because you're you know you're with a company. You're a company guy. You're uh, a corporate I, executive. I, I'm not. <laughs> None of cigars. those things. Uh, my my startup story is even like I got invited to hang out with them. That was how I got into it. <laughs> I uh, I I went to the cigar shop a bunch of times, and then I saw something on social media that there was a cigar company in Newport News where I lived. And I reached out and said, next time you have an event, I'd like to attend. Like a total fanboy. And uh, JR actually reached out to me and said, yeah, man, come on down. We'd love to meet you and hang out. And I went down there and I met him. And then, uh, you know, I talked to Lee and Josh for a while. And we, we started chit-chatting about what I did, like woodwork. Because I was, I was into a, like woodworking full-time as like a side business. So I was making like furniture and signs and flags. I said, I can make you some cool stuff to give away at your events. So I did, and that's the flag that's hanging in Lee's house. Um, okay. Was okay. something that I made for him. And that was the first thing. And then he was like, could you make cigar boxes? And I was like, yes. And I said, but I want to do them different. And we talked about how we can make it different. And then he said, dude, you got to be part of the company full time. And that was it. Oh, wow. And, and now, now he can't get rid of me. So... <laughs> <laughs> Until he hears this and then uh, fires me. Ken, Ken, I, you have to, you, you probably had to put your money where your mouth was and then prove yourself able to do it. Kevin, you had to, you had to posit yourself as being able to accomplish a task. Mm-hmm. At my onset, people think blogging and podcasting like anybody could do it, but you know, there like anybody could just start it out of nowhere in like a half hour, but. There's gates to entry like anything else. Like, first, I needed to have an email account. You right. know, that's not easy to get. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and then that's I the first, start, first hurdle. That's the first hurdle you have to overcome to enter blogging and podcasting. You have to get that email address. And uh, so I got the email address, and I opened up the blog, and... Uh, you see, the, also the thing is I didn't start it as any type of a business. I, I started as just something I wanted to do. I was doing other stuff then. Hell, I'm still doing other stuff. But it started as just like a thing that I liked, and it didn't start as cigars. It started as cigars and everything else I was interested in. And then, like, people, people like Lee, or not Lee because Lee's cheap, but people likely, you know, cigar brand owners that aren't cheap, likely, would um Don't would you say, talk hey. about him like that? It, it took you a while to come to his aid. It took no, you no, a while. no, no. I was, no, waiting, no I was waiting for you to finish your sentence to tell you that he's the least cheap person in the cigar industry. He's about I quality. Kid. I kid because I love. He's about quality. You know, but he's not getting, you know but he's also, uh, his his name is his word. The same thing like, like Ken did, the his same thing name, that you did. His word is his bond? Well, his I mean, name is his word. But his, his word is his bond. If he's but knowing him, the hell if he's going to put butchering the language. If he's going to put his name on something, it's going to be something that's top quality, and it's going to be something that's worth the investment and worth the time. And that's his business brain. And we have a lot of conversations about stuff we can get into, things we should do, things we shouldn't do. I get told to shut up a lot. And then I always uh, shut up, Kevin. Spoken yeah. like, spoken um, like the, a good company man. Yeah, exactly. He's now you guys can guy. you guys can see me, <laughs> but uh, on the on the thing, I always hold my hand up to him. I go, "Hear me out." And then he goes, "I don't want to fucking hear you out." I, I've heard about that. I've, yeah. I've actually, I've, I've heard hear me about out. that. But uh, no, and, and so I, I started getting samples to write, you know, reviews about. I started getting attention and a kind of. Like in in other words, I didn't I didn't have the experience of like Ken where. I started saying, I'm going to be a, a cigar media person. And uh, I give myself two years to struggle through it to see if I catch on or anything like that. It's all kind of accidental. Mike, you were there almost at the beginning of Kaplowitz Media, before it was Kaplowitz Media. Yep. When it was just Kaplowitz. Radio Herf. The old Radio Herf days, which is somewhat, you know, like uh, I wasn't really thinking about it, Mike, but this is a little bit hey, like resurgence. that. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Cap, was there a point, and this, this, is, this kind of applies to Ken, too, was there a point that you said, I think I made it? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll let Ken take that one. 
or, or maybe not, maybe not made it, but maybe I'm not as bad as I thought I was going to be at this. <laughs> uh, for for myself, I'm 100% biased. I think I make great stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I also recognize that not everybody has the same uh, the same likes when it comes to things like coffee and wine and cigars. You know, that's why there's multiple versions of everything out there. Well, uh, I, I sometimes say that if everybody had the same palate, there'd only be one cigar and everybody would smoke it and love it. There'd only be, be one bottle of wine and everybody would love it. It'd be a look, crook. Look, uh, let, let me answer, let me answer that question. I knew I had the chops. I know I have the chops. I'm a professional writer. I've podcasted before. My main concern was cigar media is it ready for Kaplowitz. Ooh, plot twist. You know, you got to worry about that audience. Is the audience going to come over? They're used to lesser writers. They're used to lesser presenters. What's I feel like there, there, has, there has to be a level of... Um, I don't know if it was to be self-belief or um, there has to be a level of like, like I know when I go sell cigars that my goal when I walk into that room, whatever it is, is I'm going to outsell anybody that stepped foot in this room before. Sometimes before I hit publish on a blog post, on a cigar review, on a wine review, I wonder to myself, should I make this a little less brilliant? Is this going to be off-putting? <laughs> Jesus. Is this over the head? Is this, is this flying clear over the head of the unwashed masses that I'm trying to connect with as a common man of the people? But I think if you don't do that, then you're selling yourself short, right? Same thing with Ken. Like uh, Ken knows when he, sent, when he sends a, a sampler packet of coffee and it showed up to my house and I opened it up and I was like, not to kiss your ass, Ken, but I was thoroughly impressed with like the packaging and the way it was presented and the way it arrived. Like I was like, this dude thought it out. Like it wasn't just a couple of bags of coffee chucked in a box and sent to my house. It was tissue paper and you open it and they're folded a certain way and they're presented a certain, and like that makes the difference. Right now, now, but, now do me now do me. How, uh, how yeah, good I got a, I got a capital with media t-shirt and it's an extra you paid large for and, it. and my belly button hangs. <laughs> and you paid for it. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, capitalist halter top. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> Essentially, that's what I got. I can't even wash my car in it because people are honking the horn when they drive by. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I, but I feel like at, at some point you have to have a little bit of a level of self belief, and um, and and if you ever hear any of Lee's interviews, he'll you know people ask him about us because we're always on the hearths and stuff together, but uh, and he'll tell you he's like you you find me like me and Josh you find two people that didn't start the company that are more invested in the company than, than even the owners. Like I care, I get so mad when people don't like the cigar. I didn't even make the cigar. I you just take get, it personal. Get, yeah, I do. And I have to, I have to check myself. Luckily I have a good soundboard of, of people, you know, with, with the crew, with the throne crew that I can check myself against to say, am I being mad for no reason? Or, and you know, and Lee is big on like, Hey, it's, it's not for everybody. But I, I get, dude, I take it so personal when somebody's like, I didn't like it. And I'm like, what are you, fucking crazy? Do you want to fight? I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to do here? So, 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 a little, so a little bit ago, a little bit ago, a couple of days ago, um, I'm not going to say the manufacturer, the brand. I'm not going to say the owner's name. It's whatever. Because he did nothing wrong anyway. But he uh, had a really good review of his product, and he shared it all over Facebook. You know, all over Facebook, check this out, look at this, oh my God, this is great. And like a month ago, they all do. except a month ago, I did the same thing for him because it really is a strong cigar, it's an excellent cigar. He didn't say shit anywhere, uh, anywhere. Be, do, you, do you think that was because of the source that no, it's a, said you, that? You know what, I, 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 um, first of all, there's politics at play, I'm sure, and second of all, you can't put links up on Facebook yet to my cigar spot. So I had to calm myself down and go, look, if it's not readily shareable, because what's happening to me, you know, one of those things that sucks about, I don't know if you want to talk about me as self-employed or whatever, and COVID or whatever, but I'm on Facebook shit list, and the only way I could get off it 
is to have a person, like a human being, look at it from Facebook and say, oh, you know, he's, he's not doing anything horribly bad. And that's not going to happen until after COVID. So I'm in Facebook prison until seems after like forever. COVID. Yeah, it seems like forever, doesn't it? Because it's COVID's not going COVID. away. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so that's a hurdle I had to overcome. So I had to get all my stuff over to Twitter, and then I had to make sure my traffic is still there. I'm still getting the same traffic. I'm just getting from Twitter, not from Facebook. But do you, do you yeah. ever do you ever feel that um, the you have that moment. Oh, God, I forgot the question. Fuck. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Keep going. <laughs> yes. Yes, Kevin. I yeah. do. No, I had such a good question. I hate when that it's, happens. It's, it's during those times uh, my soul. Wait, wait, wait till you get a little older. That happens all the time. It's yeah, Mike he's, he's the youngest is. one here, and he's losing his train of thought. No, I, I, uh, uh, my, my sort of train of thought was, um, do, are you ever like, well, shit, how am I ever going to like recover from this? Like, if social media can't back what I'm doing, how am I ever going to get the traffic? How am I ever going to get the thing? And, I mean, and that's important for Ken, like, it, over the last it, year. It, 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 in my case, it honestly wasn't that serious because I have, like, almost zero social media presence. I just drop links everywhere. I don't, I don't bank on it, so to speak. So I just throw links up on Twitter, and as many people head on over from there than from Facebook. Facebook is shit anyway for what we do. The cigar guys, I'm talking to cigars. They don't oh, yeah. like they don't like sharing any of that stuff anyway. No, but like I mean, I guess there's there's so many groups, so many groups, and it's great because you know that's so many groups. But that's the th- so <laughs> many groups. But that's the thing is is there's uh, that's the that's our consu- that's for me that's my consumer base that's the people that I want to reach out and touch and that's the people I want to interact with. So for me to jump on and there's been times where I missed herfs and I felt terrible about it. I got a rash of shit over over it. But there's other times when I jump into herfs kind of random and then we have great conversations and then they realize that the brand is just the it's just a bunch of guys that want to make good cigars and you know and and i want to support lee in, in his adventure in making cigars so it, it's a i feel like the the social media presence and we don't do marketing outside of social media we don't have a we don't have a website I, yeah, I, that bothers I, me. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You that's, need, so that's you on need our a website. You that's on our website. Sorry, that's that's bad form. That's, it but, really but it's, is. But it's not right. So that's on our agenda for 2021. Is the website? Um, the the fact is, and I think Cap, you sort of hit on it earlier. Was I don't think that when Lee and Jr. started the company two years ago, that they thought it was going to hit like it did. And and that's a ver- and he'll tell you like if you listen to the interviews and you listen to stuff that's a very serious thing where they made ten thousand cigars and those cigars sold in three weeks after the launch event. Right, which so is great news. I mean, it's not bad news. Right, right. But you're not prepared for that. And and if you're in a business of selling cigars and you don't have cigars, even if it's because you sold out, right. what's going on? And I, I mean, I I think they had that they had that oh shit moment, and I'm sure Ken. Maybe when that guy walked in and bought those espressos and said, hey, this is who I am, you kind of had that oh shit moment of, oh shit. Well, you know at I mean? first I did, absolutely. But uh, like, like I was saying, leading into that, I had a bunch of other irons in the fire. And so the luck of it was all the hustle that I was doing on the backside to get ready for these other possibilities that weren't coming to fruition, I actually had enough stuff in the pipeline to make it work when, when he pulled the trigger and said, let's do this. Uh, I need 600 pounds. And I said, uh, okay. <laughs> I, irons, irons in a fire is what it's all about because, you know, Facebook, Facebook gives me the boot essentially or gives my website, my blog, the boot. And I don't sweat it because I got irons in a fire. I mean, right. I'm on MeWe. I mean, I'm on Parlor. <laughs> Is that a thing for those things? I'm on. I'm on MySpace. Tom is still your number one. Kevin, you Kevin you're not on MeWe. You can't touch me. No, I'm not, no, no, I'm not, not on MeWe. No, I'm not. Uh, I have. I have so many groups and so many things to tend to and and to try to maintain our our image and. I'm on Gab. I don't even know what that is. Uh, 
stolen throne on MeWe, you'd have at least oh, maybe 150 people who might be interested. Well, hot damn. <laughs> it's Friendster. a hot thing, that MeWe. I'm Capo's Media on Friendster. I mean, and if it works, it works. You know, and... Uh, parlor. He said, "I'm on parlor." That went. That went well. <laughs> yeah, that really took off. I tried to ignore that one. That one had like a solid. That one had like a solid week. Yeah. Yeah. But irons in the fire. Well, I, I guess what Kevin, what Kevin, would, what Ken and I are telling you is, you got to have irons in the fire. So, my, my, uh, you know, just between you and I, I, I would see if I could latch on with another cigar company just in no. case. Absolutely not. No, because I have loyalty. Because I have loyalty. I have loyalty, right? And 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 my word is that that I've that I've told Lee that I said, I don't care what other company comes away. I I work for Stone Throne Cigars, right? And I'm passionate about, and I honestly believe in it. And I think that's that's like, everybody gives me shit because you know it's like, oh, you you want to you know suck Lee's ass and all this shit, and you're you're all, you know blah 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 whatever. But to be honest with you, I really believe in like their business model and I believe in the product and I believe in the process that they've established um, and I have trust in it. And I think that's a big one is to have trust in your business. And, you know, Ken, I'm, I'm actually wearing a CigarCraig.com t-shirt underneath my hoodie <laughs> in case in case I find out that Twitter canned me too. And maybe Parler ain't going to step up. I just whip off my hoodie, and I'm part of CigarCraig.com. It's kind of like, you know, the old NWO wrestling days? <laughs> when, they, when they would, like, all of a sudden they were D-Generation X? I'm curious with Mike. I'm curious with Mike. Mike, you could speak to much of what we're speaking to, but for some reason you're not, and it's I get, boring. I do. A, so I do come have a on, Mike. For Mike, what's Mike? What is your background? Uh, by education, I'm a chemical engineer, but my business for the last 35 years has been a computer consultant. So, I mean, the, my first introduction to computers was high school. I went to Brooklyn Tech. They had computers, and I got fascinated by them. But I ended up working in a plastics industry as a chemical engineer, and I finally started uh, realizing that that wasn't the route I wanted to take, and I was more interested in computers and in, in the long run in training. That's what I really enjoy is training people. So uh, I guess I was been a natural teacher and never realized it. But yeah, one of the things I realized when I was working for that company is that they would hire people to put under me and I never had a say in it. And it always ended up that I'd have to do my job and their job too. So, it mm. was, you know, I always had to check up and do everybody else's job also. So I decided when I started my business that I didn't need that headache and it was just going to be me and whatever I did, I could do. Wow, and that's what, what I've done. I kept this, I, I, I've kept true to that idea, and I have a small business, but I'm very happy, and I'm as successful as I, I, I care to be. I feel like I would be happy if Mike showed up to my house to fix my computer too. Right. I mean, mo- you know I mean, most of my clientele is like law firms and accountants and people like that. But I, you, you know, could, I you couldn't afford Michael stuff. Weinstein. I just Kevin, feel you, like you I feel like you couldn't afford his services when you're like. I'm I'm Kornstein and Goldsmith, the lawyers, and then Michael Weinstein shows up. I'm like, I'm happy as shit. <laughs> you know, like I am, my friend. <laughs> so again, I've been do I've been doing this for 35 years, and and I don't think I've had maybe more than two or three at the most unhappy clients. Wow, you're the world's nicest guy. He really uh, is. I try to yeah, be. Yeah, like you got to be the world's nicest guy. <laughs> How are you mad at Michael Weinstein? That's what I want to know. They're like, they're like, you mean the Jewish guy from New Jersey? <laughs> oh, Everybody God. knows me. See. In a funny way, I mean, you know, this is a cigar, wine, craft, whatever boutique kind of show, coffee, um, specialty stuff, but. In a way, Mike over there in Jersey in his Buick LeSabre, um, 86. I haven't had a LeSabre in a very long time. 86. But you did. But you did. 
86? I did but, uh, one time, it's yes. A Kia. It's a Kia. It's, no, Altima. <laughs> anyway, he's the real. He's realer than me. He's realer than Ken. Yeah. And, you know, because of that, I dislike him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess then this is my last visit here. Well, no, no, I'm going to give you the whole Bill Carruth if you're not yeah, careful. Phil, Phil Carruth, Comedy Cigars and Music, ditched us this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean number 18? Yeah, yeah, number 18 had to work. <laughs> trying to climb yeah. that by another notch. Yeah, yeah, I had to work, work overtime, air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys, I'm busy. Right now he's probably recording with a better podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number 16, Dad's Number 16, Dad's High Desert Man. Yeah. I never heard of any of these people. Like, I, I, I'm not exactly a social butterfly, but I mean, but if, are half of those people? If the Dad's Smoking Cigars are listening, please send us some information, because I'd love to take a listen. Yeah, send it to Kevin. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook ban increased. <laughs> oh man no, that consensus list right? we talked about it already but I looked at it again because like honestly it's bugging me you might say it's bugging me like a little bit basically what I did was is I printed off the list and I hung it up over my bed um, just a little bit just a little bit. I also put uh, put a copy over the toilet, so when I pee, I look at it. Like I, 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 I want to learn. Oh, you don't use like, you don't like use it to like target a, practice. No, it's like a menu at Hooters. It's, a, <laughs> it's just right over the urinal. Ken just had coffee cup. There's those. How'd that taste? High, 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 desert man. What is that? Dead smoking cigars. Like not to pick on these guys. Ah, I mean, but, uh, but they all have their thing, right? If you have everything, you have everything, and good for them. Uh, and who I am I? They seen... might not know who I am. They might say Kaplowitz. Who's Kaplowitz? I mean, you didn't even get Kaplowitz Media. You just got Kaplowitz. No, but I did get the capital K. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they as must have realized that... it was somebody's name. Right. <laughs> this, this isn't a word. It must gibberish, be a name. Gibberish Media. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it stands for something. That's a long acronym. No, uh, I don't. I don't. I want to. <clears throat> I don't want to go back to lists. But no, I, I definitely. Know. I definitely don't want to talk about lists. I think we did that for like eight weeks. There, there's there's yeah. still people coming out with them. Yeah, that's fine. You know, it, but hey, well, if that's it was thing, a weird year. I mean, I don't know. I give them a break. Ken, Ken so is there? Co- Ken is there yeah. coffee lists? I was going to ask, Ken, is yeah, there coffee is there like a co- like coffee roaster of the year? There, there's bean? all kinds of lists. We're on them sometimes. We're not on them sometimes. I don't go out of my way to try to get on them. Uh, I can't imagine great. there's like a, the ability to, to hit every coffee roaster. Right? I mean, we, we did a couple big deals. There's a thing called the Golden Bean Award every year where, uh, <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's bean. <laughs> Well, every roaster on a continent gets the same coffee they want. Fucking golden bean. <laughs> oh, man. I, I so, 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 so let, let me ask you this, and I was going to ask Ron, too, but I kind of know, but I wanted to bring Ron in, you know, the wine guy that's also not here on this, the worst show ever of the round panel. But... um. I was going to ask him about, but Ken, I'll ask you: Is there like, uh, is there like a cigar aficionado equivalent? Like, and when I say that, I mean cigar aficionados top twenty-five list above and beyond the most popular list. Is there like the gold standard of coffee yeah, list like the, out the there? Bean Bean Flickers Association, like like, the, like like the golden bean. It's <laughs> well, like know? somebody's kid named it. What is that? It's like a big porno there reference. Are certainly hundreds of those kind of competitions and lists in, in coffee, as I'm sure there are in cigars and everything else. And anybody who's got a, uh, a notion that they can make a bunch of coffee roasters spend a few hundred dollars for every coffee they want to enter into the competition, and, and I kid you not, I mean every coffee. If I wanted my coffee to be tasted as a pour-over, tasted as an espresso, tasted as a, a latte, tasted as a cappuccino, 
That would have been $286 for every one of those entries. So wait, they break it down by how oh. you brew it? Yes. Same same bean, same... They break it yep. down by how you make it. Yes. I'm in the wrong business. Right? I'm in so, the wrong business. Yeah. Having those award ceremonies, right? Uh, I, I don't know that there's really a gold standard to any of them. I, I do, honestly... The one thing I do like about the Golden Bean Award is it's for the entire continent. So it's for all of North America. Every roaster from from Mexico on up into Canada can throw coffee in there and, and get a grade on it. Yeah, they'll take, money from, any, they'll take money from anyone. So is that like how, a, how, how nice of them? Pesos or the Canadian doll hair. Uh, yeah, right. It all, it all converts into that U.S. dollar in the end on that one. So is, uh, it, is that like a... Um, uh, like they have, uh, I don't know, do they, coffee like coffee of the year. Do they do they do that? So they uh, so country to country, you have what's called the cup of excellence. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. there, there's some great names for the stuff. Dude, the naming but conventions that are wild. Extremely like a wine scale. That's green coffee from the farm, and they take it. They do small batch roasts on each of them. They get turned in. And they say Farm XYZ wins this year. They had a score of, you know, 97.5. And that was a point and a half above anybody else closer to them or whatever. Uh, and we've carried a couple of those coffees. And they actually helped us get a couple good accounts, having some large cup of excellence coffees to offer. Uh, the, the first time I got some, I got some Peaberry from uh, El Salvador that had won the cup of excellence that year not realizing how important that was to some people because it was our first year in business. And uh, a fellow roaster went out of business. They overextended themselves buying this coffee. And so we got it on a deal because they were just trying to liquidate and not lose their shirts completely. Hmm. Right. And uh, I, had, I had roasters coming from all over the country to have a shot of espresso made by that particular coffee. Wow. Oh, crap. At, some point, at some point where you're like, Hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like we're, we're on to something here. Um, it, it took about three months to get people to know that we had it, and as soon as they knew we had it, we were out of it in just a couple months. It, it just went wow. like wildfire as soon as they knew that where it was and what it was. Yeah, but that hmm. transcends, that parallels the, the cigar industry where, you know, something is posted as the cigar fishing out of Cigar of the Year, and then it goes absolutely, you know, bonkers where people yeah. are buying them you know, in boxes and in bundles and bales and, and trying to figure out, you know, and the secondary goes crazy. And the, I mean, that's mm -hmm. any, that's any craft industry, right? If they have the right. beer. And, 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 the that's, and that's how it hits. The, the problem I have with a lot of the award ceremonies, uh, at least in my industry, you, you get some of the, the bigger names in there that will throw literally thirty or $40,000 worth of coffee into these categories to guarantee themselves enough silver, gold, and bronze medals to be able to say, hey, we, we scored, we scored, we scored. Well, yeah, if you spent right. 60 grand entering all your coffee into these competition, and everybody else spent, you know, a couple grand, of course you're going to win some of the awards. It's a numbers game, period. Right. <laughs> this is somebody talking about a cigar yeah, list that really doesn't talk coffee. about cigar lists. Yeah. What, what, what is that? What's that, Kevin? This is somebody talking about cigar lists that doesn't talk about cigar lists. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same. It's the same right. shit we talked about. But uh, yeah. is that is it like a Michelin star type thing, like restaurants? No, it's not quite like a Michelin star by any means. Uh, if you do well enough to get the overall Golden Bean Award, if your coffee's rated that good, that that's actually saying something, right? Because you you outranked hundreds and even thousands of other roasters with that particular kind of coffee. Uh, one of the guys here in town, Relevant Coffee, took the Golden Bean, I think it was two years ago now. And they're just a new little guy, much like ourselves. Mitch, was he's been hustling as a roaster for a lot of years, and, and he entered, and, and he got one that was well worth it. You know? <laughs> when you, had it, like when you had it, you were, you were like, damn, he's on to something. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. got it. He right. got and, it. And, then, and then that guy has to say, I need a bigger roaster. Yeah. And because of that, he sold a lot of coffee, and he actually expanded his operation, and, and he went from a little 500-foot right. hole-in-the-wall brick-and-mortar to a 2,500-foot full-blown facility right. for, for serving that's, coffee. That's 
that kind of award is sometimes all it takes. Yeah, but, but getting that is, is that luck factor a lot of times. Like I said, some of the guys that he was up against spent literally $60,000 entering coffees into that competition. Hmm. I mean, Maxwell House is probably pissed. That's, <laughs> that sounds like it actually that sounds like it actually does more for a business than even cigar aficionado, honestly. Like well, as far yeah, as no, I mean I create a commodity on the planet. Oil is exactly right. exactly. I just right. feel like I feel like there's a definitive in all of these industries, there's a definitive um list or award or something that defines like the go-to, you know, whether it's the golden bean or the cigar aficionado, because it, it, undeniable, the cigar aficionado list is the top list. There's nothing else near it. it There's it, nothing else near right. it. You know, and not even the whole list, just like the top one, two, maybe two, three. Maybe two, three, needle. yeah. Yeah. Top five, if you're lucky. Um, yeah. I mean, it depends on how you market it, you know. Uh, sure. But, uh, you know, if you're not first, you're last. Like, right, Ricky Bobby? But... uh um, you know, I feel I feel like in every industry, in all of these industries, in wine and because what did what did he call the wine thing last last week? It was like the the Robert Stevenson Award, or it's like the completely wrong name. Uh, but I feel like in any industry, there's a, there's a standard or a bar. Peter Parker. Set. Peter Parker. That was Peter. Wrong. Peter Parker. Yes. Yeah, the Peter Parker wine. But I feel like that there's there's something that you know that defines that list and. Everybody else's list is based off that, I guess. Yeah, for coffee, it's the it's the Specialty Coffee Association. They're the ones that are really trying to make a universal testing platform and have that kind of a scenario. Hmm. But, uh, again, it, it's I, I'm more concerned with my immediate clientele, the guys that are near me that are coming into the shop every day. If I sell coffee to somebody in Australia, that's fantastic. I love my clientele down there. They're fantastic. They come out and visit when they're on holiday, but they're not my people that are there all day, every day, keeping the doors open. Like stopping by in the morning, every morning. Stop, yeah. yeah. Like doing, right. yeah, absolutely. So and that's, for a brick order like myself, where you've got a, you've got people coming in the door and you have to rely on that, those, that's my primary focus. If I happen to win an award or I get on a list somewhere along the way, that's great. I've been on a lot of lists I didn't even know we were listed for. You know, it, it just weird things happen, and, and <laughs> you like the coffee, and you get the smile. And that's right. uh, that's when when you sell cigars, that's a um, that's something that I'm not focused on that that big first sale. I like it because it's you know it's there's a satisfaction there. I'm focused on the return customer. Yeah, I want I want the next the second third. Oh, fourth, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Customer acquisition's a pain. Customer retention's where it's at. Right, right. Yeah, and I, and I want the and and I also as a manufacturer, I guess I could say that leaves the manufacturer. I just work for them, but um, I also like when the brick and mortars have. We can see their orders go from five of each Vitola to ten to twenty, and then yeah. when they call you and say, "I'm ordering heavy, dude." get ready. And then you see that, that order progression of, you know, that scale they're climbing of, you know, they become this thing. I, I think that's the coolest part. And it's good for them, right? And, and I, that's my whole focus is the retailer and, and making sure that their, their experience is good because they take care of the customer. Yeah. Right. It's a, lot, it's, it's a lot like my experience. Like sometimes I don't even know somebody put me in their top friends on, on MySpace. <laughs> top in, five? In that, in that top eight slot. <laughs> Um, Did and, you get and your I song? Mean, like a song? It's, news, your own it's song? news to me, but all of a sudden I'm out there and I'm getting these friend requests from people and, you know, all, all those cool uh, glitter graphics. Oh, you know? God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez. Oh. I haven't heard that one in a long time. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a good time in history. You know, when you, uh, when you click on Cap's page and it's a, a song, a special song, making my way downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Give a little rose. Yeah. And, and yeah. the dew is and, and uh, the yeah. glittery. Yeah. Glittering rose. People like that kind of stuff. I'm I'm a welcoming kind of guy. That being said, I'm done here. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the round panel for this week. Yeah. A, a, a small one. Not as I mean, bad low as I thought. Not as low bad expectations, as better delivery. You know, <laughs> I set the bar so low on my expectations. We have a bar? 
that uh, that open <laughs> soon, and uh, not not a bad go for for this for this the round panel, and uh, and by the way, thanks guys for for letting me do this spur of the moment. You know, the round panel. I kind of threw it out there, and you know, whatever. But um, Mike, Mike, you still there? I'm here. Uh, t- t- tell everybody what they just listened to and that they should come back later to listen to more. And, and then I'll then so, stop recording. So you've been listening to the round panel discussion on Capitalist Radio, part of Capitalist Media. Uh, please, I hope you enjoyed this evening and uh, come back again, please. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? Thank you, Mike. That was actually really good. You know, like, seriously, I, I, I just thought this was Oh, I didn't say Kaplowitz.xyz. Oh, well, that's God. fine. That's, that's fine. And CigarCraig.com and um, Comedy, Cigars, and Music. <laughs> and, um, and Cigars, Comedy, and Music? Comedy, Cigars, Music? What is Bill? Comedy, Green? Cigars, and Music. Comedy, comedy is first? On comedy, the Cigars, and Music. And don't, don't forget Paper Tiger Coffee. And that's what I was going to say, and and definitely don't forget tell stolen him, throne cigars. Yeah, right? tell them uh, tell them broken Kevin sent you. You get fifteen percent off on your online order. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, the funniest part about Bill Karuk's YouTube channel is is that he mentions comedy first. I think that is the funniest part about comedy cigars <laughs> and music. Shout out Bill Karuk. Did I cover cigarcraig.com with the bad toothache? He couldn't no, make no, it. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, he did not. <laughs> yeah, but he has a toothache. You didn't put it on yeah, the internet. Yeah, cigarcraig has a toothache. So um, I, I almost suggested that he tie it. Whether, whether you whether whether you pray or not, if you could just send thoughts to uh, to cigar Craig's tooth, Yikes. or what's left of his tooth, I would imagine. I don't know what's going on in there. You know. What, what, do you, what do you think? He's going to lose the whole tooth? I don't, I feel I like don't know. I'm not it. a dentist. I feel like he should tie it to that wobbly dryer he's got next to him in all of his recordings. <laughs> you, know the, you know the dentists are the most feared and hated professionals? Uh, highest, suicide, high, I mean, highest I mean, I thought it would have been proctologists. Nah, nah, but I wouldn't want to yeah. be one of them either because they're always in a hole. But I'm bumped. I Anybody? can't. I mean, yeah, they're there. Thanks for listening. Oh, wait. I'm still recording. <laughs> no, and there's where you could go down that road of weird doctors. Yeah, we, we're good. That's fine. Hey, Kaplowitz. Dad, Dad, I want to be a doctor. That's great. What kind of doctor you want to be? That's Kilo, great. Alpha. Dad, I've Papa. been thinking about it, and I want to be a proctologist. Oh God. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Why can't you be a foot doctor? <laughs> equally gross. That starts yeah. with a P also. What <laughs> 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 the fuck? This went off the rails. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm stopping, I'm stopping, I'm stopping. Amazing. I, I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one. <laughs>